Hey, Tiger fans. You've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! It's time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from Tiger Club, inside the Robin Center on the Fort Hayes State Campus. It's brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, compassion. All right here. Adams Brown. Strategic allies and CPAs. Going above and beyond for you. BTI. Your John Deere dealer. With locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Mass City, and Pratt. BTI. Our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop. Dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. Since 1970, you've never had it so good. And Eagle. Our community connected. Tiger Talk with the voice of the Tigers, Gerard Welbrock. And a good afternoon and welcome into Tiger Talk here on this Wednesday. I am Gerard Welbrock, and we're going to have another good show for you today, talking some four-day state athletics, cross-country coach Jason McCollum, men's and women's soccer, Jerry Cleary, Tyson John, uh, joining us, and head football coach Chris Brown on the program today. Um, Jessica Wood Atkins for volleyball had to be away, but we'll give you an update on their schedule and what's ahead. They'll be back at home this weekend. We'll do that a little bit later on in the program. Again, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us a question. In fact, we had an email question earlier this morning we'll use on the program and also in-house questions. Chance to win a T-shirt if we use it on the show. Uh, Go to the Four-Day State Athletics website, fhsuathletics.com. Click on the Fans tab. You'll get the drop-down. You'll see Ask the Coach. Submit your question, and again, if we use it, you'll have a chance to win a Fort Hay State football t-shirt from Fort Hay State University Athletics. Tigers uh, with a busy weekend, a lot of home activities going on. We'll get into that as we move along. Uh, right now, though, we're going to jump right into it. Cross-country coach Jason McCullough is uh, with us. The Tigers coming off a, another good day. They're at the Harrier the Hornet Harrier Invitational, hosted by Emporia State. Women finished first. The men tied for first. Um, congratulations. Uh, looked like a, a pretty good uh, day of running for your guys and gals. Yeah, it was a good day overall. The uh, the women were first, and they were pretty dominant. And the men tied for first. Technically, we lost on a tiebreaker, so that, that kind of stung a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Literally no, at No Emporia. pun intended for yeah. Emporia. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we tied Emporia and lost to them on a tiebreaker. But it was a good day overall for both our teams. I don't think I've ever heard that before in cross country where it comes down to a tiebreaker. Yeah, and it's different. In high school, it's the sixth runner. They count the sixth runner, and that's who wins. In uh, college, they take their first versus our first, and that's whoever wins gets a point, mm-hmm. and they do that for the top five runners. So we lost three to two on the tiebreaker, as close as you could get. But that was uh, a good race, and, and the, the women, five in the top eight, uh, a, a good, strong showing, and uh, Reagan Hogsden leads you. A 17-34.8, her winning time. What, 30 seconds, seconds off the course record? That's uh, She had a great day. She had a great day, and uh, J.C. Vass, actually pushed her for most of the race and I thought JC was going to win 
but uh, Reagan did win and uh, broke the course record by quite a bit. So right now our top two and probably top three runners are as good as anybody in the conference, and they're running really well. You, you mentioned being pushed. I would think in in distance racing, especially in cross country, that is so important. You know, I've heard you talk before about you know pack running and running together and pushing, and then maybe your top runners pull away late. But it, it seems like your your gals and, and guys, for that matter, have done a pretty good job of that so far this year. Yeah, it's a lot easier to run in a pack than it is by yourself. You're trying to push the pace yourself. You're you're, you're thinking too much. So my goal for our athletes is to get in a good pack and then stop thinking. So <laughs> in cross country, that's what you want to do. You want to get in there and stop thinking because when you start thinking, you overthink. You think about how much you hurt. Uh, I just tell them to uh, pretend they're tying a rope to the person in front of them and keep that rope tight. Let's talk about the guys. Grant Bradley was second uh, to lead uh, your your team and averaged just over, what, five miles uh, uh, five minutes uh, per mile in the race and um, finished in second place. Yeah, he ran well, and, uh, you know, he's uh, been kind of injury prone. Mm-hmm. So we weren't going to run him, but he wanted to run. So I said, we'll do it as a workout. So he started slow. And then afterwards, he was mad that he didn't start out faster because <laughs> I think he would have won that race, and that would have broke the tiebreaker. But um, he, he, he ran really well. He came from behind and, uh, and ran a good race, 24, what was it, 54, I believe. Yeah. So a good, a good time for an 8K. Was, was your team familiar with this course? I mean, you've run an Emporia before. Is the same one they normally use? It was there at Jones Park, yes. And uh, we, we've run that about every other year. So we ran it last in 2021 and then 2019 before that. What about the rest of your team? We heard about, the, obviously, those who uh, were near the top, uh, the rest of the runners, how they all fared. Yeah, so on the women's side, you know, our top three are, are juniors, but the the next three are all freshmen, and uh, we're relying on freshmen to, to close out our pack, and they're actually running real well right now. So the key is just keeping them healthy um, so that they can continue to be our four, five, and six runners. So they're, they're doing well. On the guys' side, you know, we're really young there after our first couple of runners. Uh, we have a lot of freshmen and redshirt freshmen, and uh, and they ran well. They, they, they ran together in a pack like you mentioned, and, uh, and I think we had five in the top – uh, five in the top 11, maybe. Like, yeah. Uh, and, and then uh, Emporia's uh, sixth runner was behind our 10th runner. So we actually have a lot deeper of a, of a pack than they do. We just just didn't quite have the, the person up front. How many teams were there? What was I mean, what levels? What was the competition like in this one? There was about eight teams there. There was a couple of Division two teams, and then uh, the rest were junior college and NAIA teams. So uh, Emporia and us were, were the two best, obviously, on the men's side. Uh, on the women's, we're, we're just right now a lot better than the teams we've faced so far. You mentioned those freshman runners, and we talked about it earlier this year, the biggest transition going from high school to the collegiate level in, in running. Have you noticed that adjustment well, and are they coming along and, and, and adjusting to that as quickly and maybe to the point you'd like at this time of the season? Yeah, I think so, and especially for the women because they don't jump up too much in distance. Mm-hmm. They keep doing a 5K and then a 6K for conference and regionals. And the men, they actually jump up from 5K to 8K. So that's a couple miles. So it's a little bit tougher for the men to make that adjustment than the women. Now you'll have conference, and we'll get a preview here in just a little bit, a week from this Friday. Uh, and we, we've talked a little about training and the way your schedule goes the way it does. Do you change your weekly routine as the season goes along, or do you kind of keep it similar and you work on the same miles? How do you adjust that as the year goes along? Yeah, it changes. And before the bigger meets, so before conference, we won't have a good uh, a long run, a hard long run. So uh, this weekend, they actually will not practice. They will not meet as a team on Saturday and Sunday. So some of them will still run both of those days, but we won't have a long run. and give a, their legs a little time to refresh and then have a workout on Tuesday and then 
pretty much recover until Friday. Yeah, Friday, a week from Friday, you'll be in Columbia, Missouri, Gans Creek Cross Country Course, the MIAA meet. Maybe give us a preview first on the course there in Columbia. Yes, so uh, Lincoln University is hosting that, and they don't have a course, so they rented out the uh, University of Missouri course, which is a great course. Uh, We're doing it on Friday because I think there's a home game on Saturday, so (laughs) it helps with uh, planning, travel, and all that. So, um, so um, yeah, some good teams there. Uh, I think there are five nationally ranked teams on the men's side and maybe three on the women's side. Um, You know, right now we're kind of – I think our women are ranked kind of low. I think we're probably fifth or sixth in the rankings, but – uh, we haven't faced too many of those teams yet. So it kind of be a test to see kind of where we actually are when we get there. So, you know, on the men's side, um, you know, we're kind of in the middle of the pack right now. So we're kind of see how that folds. Well, it should be a lot of fun. Always, uh, you know, great, great competition of the MIAA. There's so many good runners and, and good teams. And, and usually if you can do well here, that sets you up for doing well when you get to the regionals a few weeks later. Yeah, for sure. There's always quite a few MIAA teams that make the national meets. And so a lot of times that we're due better at the regional meet than we do at the conference meet. I'm not really sure why. So I'm trying to uh, emulate the training we do for regionals a little bit early so that we kind of do that for a conference instead. But, you know, when we get to regionals, we throw in two other conferences and we still sometimes do better. Um, So it just shows you how tough our conference is. You know, in the top 10, we'll probably have seven or eight teams from our conference in that among three different conferences. All right. Well, anything else you wanted to touch on we didn't get to to here today? I don't think so, Gerard. You know, just excited about how things are going and really looking forward to seeing how they test against the rest of the MIAA. I was going to ask you health-wise, you mentioned you've had a few runners in and out here and there. How's everybody coming along? Because obviously the goal is to get everybody as healthy as possible for the meet Friday and then for the regionals after. Yeah, health-wise, I've been pretty good. You know, I've learned lately to – if you are 100% healthy, it's better than being 100% fit and unhealthy. And so I, I kind of back off on runners when they start to have little things coming. So it's, that's why it's important as a runner to be honest with your coach mm-hmm. and let them know when you're, when you're hurting. So we've backed off on a few athletes. Uh, thankfully, we've, we've backed off with Reagan, and, and now she's coming along and, and getting healthy. And, and same thing with Grant. So that, that's the key, you know, and especially a team like us, if your top runner is hurt, it's going to knock you down in the standings quite a bit. Well, I'm always hurting, so I never run. So <laughs> I, I guess I'm being honest with myself. Jason, as always, we appreciate the, the visit. Great job in Emporia. Have a great, uh, I guess, what, week and a half of training here, and uh, good luck in the conference championships. All right. Thank you, Gerard. There you go. That is Jason McCullough, the cross-country coach at Fort A. State University. Again, a week from Friday, they'll be in Columbia, Missouri, for the MIAA championships. Tiger Talk brought to you by Golden Belt Bank. Your life has a story. Golden Belt Bank wants to get to know that story. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis. Visit them at goldenbeltbank.com. We'll take a break. More to come on Tiger Talk here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. To make it in the food industry, you have to be good at what you do. To make it for 53 years, you have to be great. The Taco Shop has been serving you since 1970, and on special this month is the Poco Pizza 219, Pork Burrito 409, and the Chili Cheese Nachos for 509. By phone, by app, by pickup or delivery, order Taco Shop today. Come on down to the Taco Shop. Shop. 
If you haven't heard, land is in high demand. Hi, this is Adam Hand, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist in central and western Kansas. If you have ever considered selling your farm, ranch, or hunting land, now is the time to give us a call. We would love to talk with you about why landowners trust us to uniquely market and sell their land quickly for the best price possible. If you are interested in buying or selling land, give me a call at 785-259-2469 or visit whitetailproperties.com. BTI now delivers John Deere parts, tools, and more directly to your farm or home. Visit bti-direct.com for their full catalog. All products ship with fast, affordable shipping options. Need something delivered in a hurry? Just email orders at btiequip.com or get connected to your local BTI parts counter. That's orders at btiequip.com or visit them online at bti-direct.com. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dawson, play action, has time, now he's being flushed, rolls to his left, looks downfield, dumps it over the defense, caught by Shane Watts, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Ford Hayes State, 33 yards from Dawson to the running back, Shane Watts, his first career receiving touchdown, and the Tigers are up 6-3 with 2.57 to go in the first. Yeah, some of the action from Saturday in Joplin. Four-day state football getting a big win over Missouri Southern. They'll be at home this Saturday afternoon to take on the Lopers of Nebraska Kearney. We'll talk with head football coach Chris Brown here a little bit later. Need to remind you, the Kansas Department of Transportation and the Drive to Zero Coalition invite you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. We're going to talk some men's soccer. Jerry Cleary joining us. The Tigers going 1-0-1 since we talked to the coach last week. Saturday in Tahlequah played to a 2-2 draw with Northeastern State and then last night a thrilling 2-1 victory over the uh, Newman University Jets. Jerry, thanks for joining us and um, congratulations. Obviously you'd love to get two wins, but I guess the next best thing is a draw and a win and uh, pretty good week for your guys it looked like. Yeah, we've just finished. Well, we've been on the road now for a month. So <laughs> yeah. five away games. We've covered pretty much two or three states. So I'm fed up looking at signs <laughs> that says 60 miles to Hayes, 58 <laughs> miles to Hayes. But, yeah, no, it's been tough. It's been really tough. I think my lads think they make it difficult. I think they're get, they're working for overtime. I guess they don't know, Brad, where you must score goals to get extra scholarships. So I keep telling them that. But. Well, you, let's talk about uh, the Northeastern State uh, match on Saturday. Two-two draw, both teams scoring a goal, and, and each half. It's you know, we, and you we, you touched on it. No love lost between the two programs over the years. Um, uh, you came out of there with a draw. How'd you guys play? Just tell us a recap about the match a little bit. Yeah, both games are very similar. We we scored, and then instead of seeing out the last three or four minutes, we just made it difficult. We made a silly mistake, let them back in the game, and then started the second half pretty badly by making four or five fouls because they dressed, I think, 35 players. They oh, wow. dressed. It was like having a football team on the <laughs> sideline. We have 21. 
So then when you get all them rallied up, then something's going to happen. So my players just, we still haven't learned to manage that part of the game. You get the equalizing goal in the 70th minute, uh, and obviously uh, it was a back-and-forth affair and uh, just couldn't quite find a way to, to get that extra goal to, to, to get the lead, but obviously it was a, a big goal there to, to at least get that match tied. Yeah, and it's the first. I think we had 17 shots, 10 yeah. on target, and then we had 12 corners, so we challenged them to, have, to get corners, and I think we scored from two corners. So maybe you need to get 14 corners, <laughs> so then we scored two goals. I don't know. Um, yeah, we're just challenging. We're still, mm -hmm. we're still learning. It's the, the team is, what, three weeks ago we were starting five freshmen. Now we're only starting one freshman. So now we're just starting to, to uh, figure out who we are. And are you seeing, I mean, have you seen your squad progress and learn? I mean, as you said, you're challenging, trying to get them to come along here. Have you noticed that week to week? They, they start to pick it up and play a little bit better for you? Yeah, it's funny. With like freshmen yesterday, we were just like, hey, go to the right and shoot and he gets the ball, goes to the left and shoots. <laughs> then he gets the ball, goes to the left and shoots. And then I take him off and I'm going, what did I tell you to do? Go to the right and shoot. He goes, I said, why? He goes, well, I taught going to the left. I said, where are you at now? He goes, on the bench. I was like, hey, so where should you go? He goes, to the right, coach. I'm just like, they just don't believe you. <laughs> well, I guess that's what it'll make them believe. <laughs> you, you can watch it for a while, and maybe you'll figure it out. Uh, let's go to last night uh, in Wichita, taking on Newman. Uh, you score early. Jets get it tied in the 80th, and then uh, went down to the wire. You get the, the winning goal in the 87th minute. Uh, that was an intense, thrilling match that you guys came away with. Tell us about that a little bit. Oh, it's hard to play at Newman. It's, you know, I don't know, it's just a weird place. I've lost there twice. Now I've won twice. <laughs> But it's just a weird place. Like, I wouldn't – the field is terrible. I wouldn't take my dogs to play in that field. <laughs> like, it's terrible. The referee didn't make any calls. They should have had a red card. We should have had a penalty. We had two disallowed goals. It's just everything that goes wrong goes wrong. But good for my team is we didn't get involved in all their nonsense of whatever. They just – just the team. Like, we, we had to change on the sideline. Like it's not 1980. <laughs> give us a dressing room. <laughs> and I guess good for your guys to find a way to overcome that. As you said, that's not always easy. And you talked about the youth on your team. Yeah. Some, I guess it's a sign of growth, could have maybe let it affect them, but obviously it didn't appear that they did and found a way to get that win. Yeah, I didn't think they could do it, but they did it. And, yeah, we did, like Monday we have nine players out injured. We're playing players different positions. But, yeah, we somehow found a way to get it done, which hopefully is what we've been waiting on for them to kick on. You, know, you had four more shots than them, but it appeared the you know, stats pretty even throughout that entire match for both squads, back and forth, and a pretty tight match all, all day long. Yeah, not when you're coaching. I <laughs> thought we should have been 6 or 7 nil up. Yeah, I th yeah, it was crazy how we weren't 3 or 4 nil up. Again, they just I think they think they're getting paid overtime or something. They just have to work harder. <laughs> all right, you're 4-5-2, and 3-1-2 in the conference, and you mentioned it. You've been on the road forever. Um, but you could probably give us a nice uh, – dissertation on the scenery of, of Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, everywhere you've gone on, on, on these trips, Arkansas. Now you, got, now you get a chance to be at home. Five straight on the road. Uh, you'll close out the majority of your matches at home. Um, hopefully now this team can get on a roll and, and, as you said, just continue to to progress it. But it'll be nice to get a stretch of, of matches here at home for your guys. Yeah, it'll be good for, the, good for me to sleep in my own bed and good for <laughs> them to be here and actually get on that opposite schedule because now we have – we play Saturday at 6, so we only have one game this weekend. Mm -hmm. Then we have two. Then we have one. And then we finish with one. So 
All right, let's talk about Saturday, 6 o'clock here at home. Uh, Rogers State comes to town. They're ranked 22nd in the country, 7-2-2, two and 4-1 two, and one of the conference. Obviously a good program and, and a big challenge. What's going to be the, the key against uh, the Hillcats on Saturday night? I don't know. We'll have to get the training today and see who survived yesterday because we had <laughs> loads of injuries yesterday again. But, um, yeah, they play a different formation. They only play with three at the back. They're in your face. They run a lot. Yeah, they're they're different than anybody else in our conference. They're athletic, but we're at home, so well, hopefully, we'll see. hopefully it's a a good start of a good stretch for your guys. It sounds like they're they're hanging in there, and as you said, it's I'm sure as a coach, it's frustrating when you have a young team and they're not where you want them to be. But it seems like they're slowly getting there, and as you said, hopefully this will be a good a good start to that. And you can finish this team strong, and who knows, see where it goes uh, the rest of the year. Yep, yep, and we hope so. Yeah, all we can do is take one game at a time. So, All right, sounds good. Jerry, as always, appreciate it. Thanks for the update. Good job last night, and uh, good luck on Saturday. Cheers, thank you. You bet. That's Jerry Cleary again, 6 o'clock Saturday night at the Four Day State Soccer Stadium. The Tigers taking on Rogers State. Tiger Talk brought to you in part today by the Taco Shop. Whether you order by phone, use their handy app, dine in, carry out, or delivery, You've never had it so good. The Taco Shop, they've been a Hayes tradition since 1970. We'll talk women's soccer. Tyson John joins us after the break right here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by PwC. These are challenging times in healthcare, but you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, president and CEO of Hayes Med. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health in Western Kansas. Because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare. And at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. Learn more at HazeMed.com. Too much football? <laughs> There's no such thing. Especially not when Next Tech has you covered with the fastest internet and the best combination of streaming and live TV. Get gig speed internet and deluxe TV now for just $175 per month for the perfect football watching experience. You'll never have to choose which game to watch. Next Tech lets you catch them all, buffer free at an unbeatable price. Don't miss the action. Get started at next-tech.com today. Hey, Tiger fans, you've probably seen Fort Hay State University license plates on vehicles around town. These official State of Kansas Tiger tags not only show your Tiger pride, but they also support student scholarships. Getting your own Tiger tag is quick, easy, and every tag generates money for student scholarships. Visit fhsualumni.com slash drive or contact the alumni office to learn more. Again, that's fhsualumni.com slash drive. Go Tigers! This is Colby Shippers with Gibbs Auto Supply and Hayes. I'm sure you know that if you need an alternator, battery, transmission, or even a new engine, we are your go-to place. Did you know we also have any kind of tool and equipment that you would need? We have portacool fans, toolboxes, air compressors, service jacks, engine hoists, welding supplies, power washers, car cleaning, detail supplies, shop brooms, shop vacs, grease guns, socket sets, power drills, drill bits, and even nuts and bolts. So basically, anything you need. Keeping you on the road since, well, forever. That's Gibbs Auto Supply and Hayes. Shane Watts, the running back, who gets the handoff. Nope, Dawson's going to keep it, run behind Watts, and take it into the end zone. Touchdown, Fort Hayes State. It's a two-yard touchdown run by quarterback Jack Dawson, who ran right behind the running back Shane Watts, and Fort Hayes State with back-to-back touchdowns now leads 20-9 with 11.53 to go in the third. 
There's more of the action from Saturday in Joplin. Four-day state knocking off Missouri Southern. We'll talk with head coach Chris Brown here in just a little bit. But first, we're going to talk some women's soccer. Before we do that, though, we'll give you a quick volleyball update. Jessica Wood-Atkins could be here today. We'll get back with her next week. But uh, they went 0-3 last week since we talked to you last. Lost 3-1 to here at home to Missouri Western on Thursday. Lost to Northwest Missouri State on Friday. And then last night, falling to number 9, Nebraska Kearney. So they're now 7-11. and one and eight in the MIAA. They'll continue the six-match homestand this weekend. They've got three more matches. Uh, first Friday night, six o'clock. Missouri Southern will be in town, and they're having a shoe drive. So bring a pair of shoes to the game. You get in free. Saturday. A 6 o'clock start, Central Missouri. The Jennies will be here. That's the annual pink game. So wear your pink, and uh, you'll get in the chance to watch the Tigers for free. And then next Tuesday, they'll be at home again as they will take on the Hornets of Emporia State. That'll be a 6 o'clock match, and we will have that for you right here on KAYS. Our coverage beginning at 545 next Tuesday as the Tigers wrap up the homestand with the Hornets. All right, now we're going to talk some women's soccer. Tyson John joins. Tigers going 2-0 since we talked last Wednesday. On Friday, had a 2-0 win over uh, Newman. And then Sunday, had another shutout, 3-0 over Central Oklahoma. Congratulations. Uh, uh, your gals kept it rolling. Good weekend at home for your guys. Yeah, it didn't start out great uh, <laughs> on the first half against Newman. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, we found it. We found our feet and uh, had to pull out the hairdryer at halftime and <laughs> get them going. Yeah. Uh, for the, for the rest of you, that means I, I had to yell at him. <laughs> um, well, for yeah, those who can't see, he has no hair, so we knew it wasn't being used on you. So we had another def- Definitely was not. <laughs> uh, but, no, once we got to go into the second half, you know, we let teams like that into the game and uh, let them kind of feel like they have a chance, and that's dangerous to what we're trying to do. And then, uh, you know, in the second half, we went out and really asserted ourselves and, and really dominated the rest of that game. And then, yeah, on Sunday, Central Oklahoma uh, is one of three teams that has won the MIAA since 2012 mm. and so they've had a few mixed results before coming into that game they drew with the top team in our conference at the moment central missouri um and then they also drew with the bottom team of the conference <laughs> in missouri southern so yeah i just said look you know whatever we're looking we're right now you know obviously in a three-way tie at the top and you know if we want to have a chance at winning the conference like these are games that we have to get it done and so yeah, they, they did just that and I was really pleased with that. Going back to Newman, a case of maybe overlooking them a little bit by your, by your team or just didn't play well? No, I mean, I think that when they come out and you expect a team like that, that you're just going to go out and they're going to give it to you, and that's not ever the case. And so um, they came out because they know that everything that we've done up to this point is that we've asserted ourselves as a good team, and so they have nothing to lose, and they came out and they played with confidence, and I was really unsure of why we were not <laughs> it took to the 63rd minute uh, for your gals to score and then we've seen this you know you've been you've been a defensive team and sometimes it takes a while but it had to be a little bit frustrating that it that it took that long yeah for sure i mean like you said we we have been known as more of a defensive team but uh you know spreading the goals around now i think we had four or five goal scorers over mm-hmm. the weekend so um that's always good to, to be able to have i think it was four um but yeah we can't we can't just rest on that and the longer you let teams stay in the game um they have chances to you know, be able to, to snag a win or snag a result, and we, don't, we can't afford to lose any points at the moment. Yeah, you got to shoot them 21-8, to 8, but kind of evidence is, as you said, at halftime, 12-1 to 1 differential in the second half. Your team a lot more aggressive. Yelling at them worked. <laughs> <laughs> so it does work. It's good to know. Um, and, and 
Isabel Robbins, six saves on the day. She had an obviously great weekend. We'll talk more about her conference goalkeeper of the of the week. She's had a great year, but uh, a good job in that one to help preserve the shutout. And then again on on uh, the against Central Oklahoma as well. Uh, really, really good job by her and goal. Yeah, she she's really calm and composed, and uh, she does a good job of keeping our team really composed. And she's she controls her box, and she's really good at communication and. Whenever she comes out, I know that she needs to come out and get it. And, and I get, always can, can tell if they've missed a shot or whatever. And she puts her hand up and goes, like, I'm not going to die for it. Like, it's, it's going wide. And she's, she's right the majority of the time. So uh, very calming for me on the sideline as well. You mentioned um, uh, against UCO, you had Riley Madden scored in the 21st minute. Hannah got you in the 61st. And then Scotter fourth in the 79th. Uh, Riley and Scotter first goals of the year. Good to see that. Some other people uh, – finding the way to get the ball to the back of the net other than your your main goal scorers. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're, we've are we always been dangerous since I've been here uh, on corner kicks and, and free kicks. Uh, Riley's always one of those ones that <clears throat> finds the space, and mm-hmm. she did just that. And <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and then, yeah, Skyler scoring uh, late in the game. It was a great goal. Took the ball across her body and kept it low and off the inside <laughs> of the post and, and in. And so, yeah, like that's a team that, like I said, we've only beat them three times in history. Um, my first result over them was last year in the tournament when we hosted them here. And so um, three times in 13 years. Is, yeah. It's not a lot. It was good to see. It doesn't necessarily always go for us, but since <laughs> since I've been here, you know, we've drawn with them and now two victories. So pretty pleased with our team and stepping up and, and, and asserting ourselves, like I said, in the conference. And if we want to win, we've got to be able to beat teams like that. We'll talk about the the conference race and upcoming, but we kind of touched on a Riley Madden, defender of the week in the MIAA, and Isabel, the goalkeeper of the week uh, uh, for for your squad. Um, seven shutouts so far this season. That leads all MIAA goalkeepers. We talked about her having a great year, but a nice honor for Riley as well to to get the defender of the week honor. Yeah, and I mean they Riley's very very. Um, consecutively good for us like she's she's very confident she's very good on the ball um she knows when to step up and she knows when to drive the ball forward and so i think it's a it's still also a team effort and that's where we talked about it with them at training yesterday when i said look we're celebrating individuals they're still celebrating us and and us as a group and that's that's a true testament to everybody and what everyone's doing right now and we like those individuals to be celebrated because it's a it's a team effort. Well, you usually don't get them unless you win, and it takes the team to win. So that usually, as you said, is there, it's kind of like all conference. I mean, uh, those who do well, it's because of their teammates, and I think they're quick to acknowledge that. You mentioned it, three-way tie for first right now. Washburn, Central Missouri, a lot of soccer left, but starting to get to the point of the year. It gets, I mean, every I mean, every match is important, but now you just feel that added importance every time out. You'll be on the road here for five of your last six, so a big challenge here to try to close this thing out here in the last month or so of the year. Yeah, I'm going to take my first trip to Tahlequah. I've heard that's quite a good place. Ask Jerry. He knows, how to, he knows how to get there. He does know how to get there. <laughs> uh, but no, like I, and so I've heard it's a it's a long drive, and it's uh, it's a windy road, and so no, you know, we, we know that we got to get it done, and, and Northeastern's one of those teams that um they, they beat good teams they've drawn good teams they lost to teams that are that are sometimes questionable so uh when it's conference uh, they, they were a team last year that we drew with um that they finished a little bit lower in the table and and really they were one of the games that i'm not sure that we deserved the result that we got um we i felt like we were kind of lucky to come out with the draw so not a team that you overlook in any way shape or form and then the same thing with rogers mm-hmm. rogers has beaten good teams drawn with good teams and so um yeah every game's gonna gonna come down to you know what we do and how we how we show up 
That'll be Friday, 7 o'clock with Northeastern, Sunday, 1 o'clock at Rogers. Both will be on the MIAA network. And uh, the fact you are tied for first, you know, regardless of where other teams are, are in the standings, and can you touched on it, teams just don't lay over in this conference. You're going to get their best shot regardless of where they stand. Absolutely, and right now we control our destiny um, because if we can go and we can win out, then there's nothing else that can happen in the conference to stop us from winning. So uh, it is still up to us. You know, it's, it's harder when, you know, when we when Washburn was undefeated, you know, we would still – have had to beat them, mm-hmm. um, and that would have put us over the edge. But um, you still got Central Missouri in front of you. You still got um, Carney's now picking up points on people. Washburn drew with uh, Northwest, which you know was a, was a result that we were able to get earlier this year. And obviously, our only loss was to Washburn, so we hope to return the favor. All right, sounds good. Just go win them all. That's a great plan. Go out and win them all. We don't have to worry about That's it. That's the goal. All right. Hey, we appreciate it, Tyson. Safe travels. Good luck this weekend in, in Oklahoma. And hopefully a couple of more victories when we talk to you next time. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. That's Tyson John, head of women's soccer coach at Four Day State again, Friday and Sunday on the road at Northeastern State and Rogers State. Tiger Talk brought to you today by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, the most comprehensive orthopedic care in western Kansas. Learn more by going to hazemed.com backslash orthopedics. We'll talk some football. Chris Brown joins us when we return right here on Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network built by PwC. The passions you pursue help shape who you are and make your story brighter. At Golden Belt Bank, we support you because when you live your passions every day, your finest work unfolds. Make today the beginning of another great chapter This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Parts, sales, and service you can depend on. Call on BTI. Now's the perfect time to knock out some fall projects, and a John Deere compact tractor loader has the muscle you need to get the job done. Head over to BTI John Deere to talk with their expert sales team and learn what's right for you, or visit btiequip.com. They service what they sell, and their team is ready to help you with your to-do list, big and small. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. October is National Cooperative Month. Midwest Energy is a customer-owned cooperative, meaning everyone who takes service is a part owner. You vote to choose your board of directors, and you share in the economic success of the co-op through capital credits. Like all co-ops, Midwest Energy promotes growth in our communities through employee involvement, supporting schools, and through the Midwest Community Fund. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. The most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at glassmancorp.com. Cormany comes in motion, first and goal. Dawson hands it off to Shane Watts, angles to the right, takes it into the end zone. Touchdown, Fort Hayes State with 3.39 to play in the game. The Tigers now lead at 36-22. And welcome back to Tiger Talk. We're live at the Robbins Center inside on the Fort Hayes State campus, uh, part of Tiger Club. And again, we'd invite you to join us by joining 
Tiger Club. Your uh, donation to Tiger Club goes towards scholarships. Get a great meal on, on Wednesday, so you can go to Fort A. State Athletics office or get online, find out more details. But we'd love to have you join us here every Wednesday for Tiger Club, part of Tiger Talk here on the Tiger Sports Network. Fort A. State football invites you to join Tiger fans with a plan. If you're going to be drinking, always designate a sober driver. We're joined now by head football coach Chris Brown. Appreciate you joining us. I know you've been <laughs> battling a little bug here the last couple of days, but we appreciate you You're joining us. Congratulations. Nice win on Saturday. And I know as a coach, you always find things that didn't go well, and that's your job to, to try to be as good as you can be. But I thought a pretty solid effort, minus a few little hiccups here and there. Uh, but you guys really played well for about 60 minutes on Saturday. Yeah, we had some mistakes in that game, but, you know, our guys fought through the adversity, which is always good to see. But uh, there's still opportunities in that game that we didn't take advantage of. Um, you know, after the turnover, which could have led to a field goal, you know, our defense lets them go down and score and, you know, they, they, they retake the lead. So it's just those little things like that that just, you know, as a, as a coach upsets you, you know, we put the ball on the ground twice, at least one still was a touchdown, but then, you know, Tillis lost it in the open field and we got it back and those are things we got to eliminate. But, you know, there's times for defense to get off the field and we, we just didn't get ourselves off as well. But, you know, it's on those turnovers and our defense just keeps letting teams score. That That's something that we got to start eliminating. I thought <clears> – <throat> Well, big in this game is your team always had an answer. Uh, when something bad went, went on or maybe didn't capitalize or Missouri Southern did something and scored, your team had an answer. That hasn't always been the case here the last couple of years. That was good to see. Uh, when they got pressed in this game, they came right back with a with a big play or got a touchdown, retook the lead, and kind of reestablished control in that game. It is good to see. You know, it's finally getting back to how we how we used to play. And, uh, you know, our guys compete, and they battle all four quarters. And, uh it doesn't matter what happens. They're playing for one another. You know, offense is playing for defense and defense is for offense and our special teams is playing for both sides of it. But, you know, these, this is a great group of kids. Um, they, they truly care about one another. Um, they play hard for one another and, uh, you know, that's all you can ask for. And if, you know, in this game our defense didn't play well, but our offense picked up the slack and, and, you know, scored enough points for us to win this ball game. So sometimes that happens. And then sometimes offense doesn't play well. Defense, we got to shut them down and, and, and make things happen as well. So at least we're working together as a, as a team, and uh, that's something you didn't see the last two years. You ran for 199 yards, and you were over 200. Um, I think you're, you would have been like 23 straight wins when you rushed for over 200 yards, but you, you went to the victory formation. You, you lost a couple of yards, put you at 199 officially, but good to see. And, and you did it against Lincoln. You, you ran the ball well, but it, it was Lincoln and no disrespect to them, but obviously they, they're going to struggle to win a game this year. This is a little bit different story, and it maybe isn't the best off a defensive line you're going to face, but it's a, it's, a, it's a good Southern team, uh, maybe a little bit more weight in what you did, but it's good to see the running game get established once again. It was good to see us, you know, actually get some movement up front, you know, get into the second level, and it was good to see our backs, you know, see the holes that they needed to hit, and, uh, you know, tight ends pulling around sometimes and making the blocks that they need to, and then even seeing our receivers get downfield and, and make blocks too, so it's it was really good to establish that run game, and hopefully we can continue to do that as this year goes on and, and, and even get better at it, because... You know, if you can run, and there's a lot of different things you can do in a ball game. Shane Watts ran for 96, his best game. Also caught a touchdown, ran for a touchdown. And you mentioned the backs finding the holes. It, it, it seemed, anyway, from where we're watching it, they were a little more patient. And I know you've said at times maybe they, they get to the hole too quickly and don't let it develop. It seemed like they would 
let the blockers do their thing, and then they had the crease, and then they attacked it hard. Was that was that a good assertion, assertion by us, or were we just seeing things? Yeah, you're probably just saying things. I'm sure we are. No, okay. no you're right. Um, they, they have they have been more patient, and that's that's the whole, our hardest thing to do as a running back because you just want to get the ball and you want to go, but you got to let all that stuff develop, and you got to press the heels of the offensive linemen and, and make linebackers over pursue, and then then cut back behind them if they stay where they're at. You just stay on the front side, but. No, they're doing a better job of it and being patient with and being patient, letting those the blocks develop and seeing it. But still, you got to be pretty quick when that hole opens yeah. because it still closes pretty quick. But they're starting to get, you know, starting to have an understanding of what we want to get done, and you can see that you know the last two weeks. Brandon Kerr back at center, and that just seems to, I don't know, a calming influence among those guys. And I know you shifted the, the O-line up a little bit at the Western game, and you've kind of, other than Brandon being back now from his injury, it's kind of been that same group. Are you seeing some cohesion with, the, with those front five? Yeah, and Brandon, he just he just brings some grit and some toughness and some meanness to the game, which is kind of who he is. I mean, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he is one tough kid. I mean, he really truly is, and that just brings toughness to our offense as well. And uh, you can start seeing things develop just like you did in this game, just the double teams and when to come off and not to come off and, and understanding what we're trying to get accomplished. And, uh, you know, the, 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 it is starting to come together, and uh, hopefully this week it's even better than weeks on before that is better than that. I want to ask about Jack Dawson. He threw for a touchdown. He also threw an interception. He's thrown six this year, three of them been in the end zone. And I don't know what it is sometimes when he's near the goal line with some of those uh, passes that get, gets picked off. Uh, it seemed like he played a pretty good game except for a few mistakes, which could have been very crucial, but you guys overcame him. Yeah, it was. I mean, the, the one in the end zone, it's, I mean, we have points. I mean, second and six, just take the, you know, go down, throw it out of bounds, um, do something with it, and sometimes it's just – him being young and trying to make a play and, and, and made a mistake. So he's still learning from those things. Um, he, he got a good, you know, chewing from Coach Brown after that pass. But, uh, you know, he he's learning and he's, and he's getting better. I mean, he does some really good things with his feet as well and, you know, runs when he needs to. He probably could have scored, mm-hmm. you know, on that play when he threw that interception. But he's just a kid trying to make a play. And, uh, you know, he's, he's still developing. But you could tell he's more poised in the pocket, you know, this week. And then when he needed to run. He ran, so uh, if he can continue building on those things, he's going to be a very good quarterback for us. Bryson Smith back after missing the Lincoln game. That was good to see. Um, I think he had four catches, and he had a big – I mean, the game was still in the balance, and a third uh, – third, I can't remember four. what it was, third and four, you go for 30 yards. He makes an incredible catch, and if his momentum doesn't carry him out of bounds, he scores a touchdown, and you put the game away there, you eventually go down and score uh, a, a t- TD to get you the two-possession lead. But that was a big-time play, and it was good to see him back on the field. It is. He's, I mean, he's a tremendous athlete. Um, he can run. He runs very good routes. Um He's faster than what you think he is because he's just so smooth. And, I mean, just his burst, you know, after he catches the ball is tremendous as well. But it was good to have him back. You know, we got some talent at wide receiver. We really, really do this year. And it gives, you know, it's options for Jack to throw to, too. And, you know, and a great tight end and Kale as well to, to throw to as well. So he's got some weapons there. And uh, those guys just need to keep making plays for us. And if they do, we'll probably win some more ball games. Yep, Trevor had eight catches, five for Bryson, three for Shane Watts and a TD. Corman, he had four. Horace and Dixon each had a couple, and Tillis had one, so really spreading it well. Four-day State hosting Nebraska Kearney this Saturday afternoon. We'll talk about that here in a minute. We also had some questions we'll get to the coach from our audience and online. Remind you that Tiger Talk brought to you by BTI. They're your John Deere dealer with locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Nest City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. More with Coach Brown after the break right here on the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC. 
Hello, this is Dr. Christine Fisher letting you know our new Express Clinic on the corner of 13th and Main is now open. At First Care Clinic Express Care, we understand your time is valuable. We are open late on weekdays and all day Saturday for your convenience. Book online and skip the line at firstcareclinic.com. No more waiting rooms. Just you, your health, and our dedicated professionals at the corner of 13th and Main. Put your health first at First Care Clinic Express Care. Bringard Harris CPAs in Hazen Garden City serve clients of all sizes. Our staff has enjoyed meeting many new clients in recent years. That's right. Our firm is growing because new clients appreciate the level of attention we provide. We work to understand the tax, accounting, and business problems faced by clients, and our experience allows us to find effective and efficient solutions. If you are stressed about tax, accounting, or business problems, come talk to us. Bringard Harris CPAs. We can help. We do that. To make it in the food industry, you have to be good at what you do. To make it for 53 years, you have to be great. The Taco Shop has been serving you since 1970, and on special this month is the Poco Pizza 219, Pork Burrito 409, and the Chili Cheese Nachos for 509. By phone, by app, by pickup or delivery, order Taco Shop today. Come on down to the Taco Shop. These are challenging times in healthcare, but you bring out the best in us. Hi, I'm Eddie Herman, President and CEO of HazeMed. As a leader in quality outcomes and patient satisfaction, we're working together with our community hospital partners to strengthen health in Western Kansas. Because we know you deserve great care everywhere. We are all healthcare. And at HazeMed, we are proud to specialize in you. Learn more at hazemed.com. Forday State by 13, this could be the game. A pass across the middle, it's intercepted! It is picked off by John Johnson, and Forday State gets a takeaway with a minute 48 to go in the game, leading by 13. John Johnson, the Dodge City Junior, with his first career interception. The Tigers go on to win it on Saturday, 35-22. to They'll host Nebraska Kearney this Saturday. We'll get into that preview in just a little bit. But first, we did have a couple of questions. Ironically, one uh, for you, Coach Brown, uh, mentioning three talented running backs, three mobile quarterbacks, and a more agile and athletic offensive line. Have you considered running the option more as you get ready to play an option team? <laughs> uh, no, because we haven't done very much of it. So uh, there's no sense to try to throw it too, too quick. We did run it once, though, yeah. with uh, with Jack and uh, and Bryson at that one time, that one play. So that's about the only option play that we ran right now. So right now we will do some quarterback run stuff, but not so much with the option. And that's and that's something you either do it or you don't. You just, you, it's hard just to add as you go along, and that's kind of a an offensive philosophy. I mean, if teams that run it, run it all the time or a majority of the time, you're going to face one Saturday in, in, in Kearney who does that. But that's, that's a tough thing because there's a lot of timing and a lot, of, a lot goes into that to try to run that effectively. So much into it. I mean, especially, you know, if you're – reading the end uh, for the for the handoff you know or now now who's our pitch key and all those different things and then teams try to do so many different things to you to just to, to stop the option with you know maybe an end's going to the to the quarterback and somebody else is to the dive now or the ends to the dive and the linebackers to the quarterback and with all those things going on it, it takes a lot of practice to get good at it so uh it's 
maybe sometime in the future, <laughs> but uh, when football gets back to being football, instead of being so spread, just hard-nosed, <laughs> get after a football, it, it might be a time we put that back in. Another interesting question in-house here today. How many do you travel with, uh, with you know, players, support, coaches, and all of that? I know that's, that's changed a little bit in the conference. It used to be limited. Yeah, we travel probably with the three you know, games as well for kids to redshirt as well. We travel probably about 70 players, um, 12 coaches, um, four managers, and then we got trainers as well, which is probably another you know, six to eight. So it's probably a travel party about 90 to 95 people. I know you used to be limited in conference to, what was it, around 60 all 60, you could take, I think? 58, and then it went to 60, and, and then they kind of – None now. Yeah, well, and with the with the the freshman rule of being able to play in yep. three games and not it still count toward redshirt that uh, that's changed things a little bit. All right, let's talk about Saturday. Nebraska Carney Lopers come to town. Uh, they've got a new coach. They're they're two and four, but but that's a little misleading. They've been in some close games or two losses or two of their four losses to to Pitt and Central Missouri, and they were in the first, in those games at halftime, and they kind of got away in the second half. Uh, kind of a scary Loper team in the sense of you know. They were playoff team a few years ago. Everybody talking about them. They're not now, but still pretty talented. Just have struggled getting some wins and some some tight losses. They are. They're 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 going to be tough to defend, and they're, you know even their defense is is tough as well. And you got T.J. Davis that you have to deal with. You know not just in the run game, but also in the pass game because he does throw the ball mm-hmm. pretty well. And if he gets pressure, I mean I've seen him break many of them now for 50, 60 yards. So uh, you know we got to find a way to keep him in the pocket and keep pressure on him and. You know, they don't run the option as much as they have in the past when Coach Lynn was there, um, but, you know, they still run it enough that you have to prepare for it. So, uh, you know, we, that's what we're doing this week is preparing for option and, and trying to keep it pretty simple so guys know exactly what they're doing. Then offensively, you know, we're, you know, they bring so many different looks at you defensively with blitzes off, you know, the edges and, you know, coverage changes and different things like that. And it just seems like offensively and defensively each week they've kind of changed, you know, what they're doing. So, uh, we got to prepare for everything, and when you try to prepare for everything, sometimes you don't prepare for anything. But so we're just trying to really hone down on on what we think they're going to do to us, and hopefully we're right. You watch them. There's times it's like a hockey line change on defense. A uh, team will make a substitution. They bring seven new players in. Um, it'll it'll be interesting to see how if they if they do that again. Because as you said, it's kind of been game to game for some of their schemes defensively. Yeah, because you know last week against you know Central was there they. They were bringing smaller guys on the front line just to maybe try to get a push for us and do some twists and things like that. Then all of a sudden you see big guys out there. So, you know, just trying to figure out when they're going to bring those guys in. And uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we see it as well and we take advantage of it with some of our run game and stuff like that. All right. Should be fun. It's the Tigers and the Lopers. I mean, it's uh, it's always a big game, always a lot on the line. And hopefully it's uh, another good game for, uh, game for the good guys in black and gold. I hope so. Thanks, Gerard, and happy right. birthday. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks for getting it out with us. And hope you're feeling better uh, by Saturday. That's going to wrap it up for Tiger Talk. Again, reminder, 1 o'clock kick this Saturday at Lewis Field. The Tigers and the Lopers will be on the air at noon with the Tiger Tailgate Show on Tiger Radio Mix 103. Tiger Talk brought to you again today by the Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute, Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Ellis, BTI and the Taco Shop. We'll see you again next Wednesday. More Tiger Talk for the Robbins Center right here on the Tiger Sports Network built by PWC.